Did we feed the dog? Did she eat it up right away? There you go. She looks happy. God, that tongue just cracks me up. That's such cartoon dog. <laughs> it really is. It's a great character. If she didn't have a litter, I'd take her home. But she's got a litter somewhere because she's got giant nipples or teats. What are they? Whoa. <laughs> what? She does. She's got giant. <laughs> Why? Why is that funny? We could ask this fine young lady over here if if you have giant whatever you just said. Does that mean you're you're, you're caring? Sometimes, man. <laughs> well, what? what? How would you assess it? Prominent. Prominent? Yeah. Prominent what? Utters. Utters. Uh, utters. Okay, <laughs> utters. But they're not really utters. That's a cow, right? It's all the same, Teats. dude. It's all the same. It is straight up 8 o'clock on Sports Radio 1310-967, the ticket. And if it's 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning, then you have the tee box. Rick Arnett, Craig Rosengard with Avid Golfer Magazine. Check out the new issue because the or the latest issue because the new one will be out in about a week or so. And a local uh, local golfer will be on the cover. Rightly so. You say what it is. I'll wait, okay. I'll wait a little bit. Okay. I'll a little anticipation, a little tease. Oh, okay. Last Saturday of the month, which means we'll be, we are at Crest Infinity. It's on the eh, the north side of 121, right off Legacy, and uh, I guess you would call it Dallas Parkway. And we'll be here till 10 o'clock today, and we'll be uh, looking forward to some kind of sumptuous breakfast from the lovely Paloma. You know, this place is different than any car dealership you'll ever be in. Mm-hmm. You walk in and you walk through a, a herb garden. Herb. Herb. Yeah, H is silent. Herb garden. Herb is a name. Herb is a plant. Potato, potato. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And You're rolling. Then you walk in. They've got a wine room. <laughs> and they've got an incredible breakfast. Or not even breakfast, just cafe with a chef on staff. They have an executive kitchen and, is what they have. Yes, awesome. executive kitchen. And so, you know, when you see a Saturday morning, people are lined up here just to get something done to their car because they want to hang out. Mm-hmm. And now we're here. We are here. And if you come out here today, you can ask for the tax credits available on 2019 Infinity Q50, Q70, Q70L. That's the long version. And the QX80. What about that? The, what I call the Beluga Whale. My wife loves that car. She we, loves the seats. She we, just great ride. We had a uh, buddy of ours go look at a car over at Crest Volvo, mm. and the tax credits made the XC90 an incredible deal. Nice. An incredible yeah. deal. And uh, Volvo. Yeah. By the way, we should, underrated. We should say good uh, thoughts to our buddy Scott Miller, who's got a massive kidney stone. Yeah, you told me the – I've had two bouts of kidney stones, and they're not fun. And I remember the second time I went in, a nurse who was who was attending me uh, said, how do you feel? I said, oh, my God, this is like the worst pain in the entire world, worst cramps, everything. You just doubled over. And she goes, yeah, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. She goes, I've, I've had a couple kids, and women always tout how tough having kids is. Kidney stone's way worse. Really? Because it's sudden. It's immediate. 
and it's ah, oh, it's the worst. Anyway, so when you said his his kidney stone was one point two centimeters, centimeters, it's a half an inch. It's like it's like a meteorite <laughs> that's inside him, and those things are jagged. And the, the reason you have problems is because they they're again they look like a meteor, and what they're doing is they're they're um, nicking the tube from your liver or for your kidneys down to your urethra and every time that happens you you go into like a, yeah. a cramping convulsion so that's almost too big to ultrasound they might have to go in and get that one really mm-hmm. ouch they're not fun well, they're the worst yeah yeah uh okay again don't worry about or don't worry um don't forget crest cadillac because they have the brand new xt6 which is their latest suv they have an XT4, an XT5, and now an XT6. We talked about Volvo. So is that one a little bit bigger? Uh, smidge, yeah. XT5 and then the XT4 is the smaller one. I mean, they're niched out as SUV. Every car manufacturer is niched out every SUV yeah. possible. And so uh, so if you can't find an SUV that that fits your lifestyle and, and wallet and everything else, then you're just not looking. <laughs> All right, so we have Kern out here, Engineering. Good morning to you. Good morning. And back at the station, I think we're back to our normal crew, just Sam Madison running the board. Good morning. Good morning. How was uh, How'd you like doing tickers last week? It was okay. What does that mean? Rather run the board? Rather, float your rather, boat? rather run the board, personally. Really? Why? Uh, I feel like I just have more control. That's the kind of person I am. Wait a minute. So you don't have control when you're doing a ticker since you, well, you wrote do, it? You do for three minutes of the show, I Exactly. Guess. Well, how about a how, what, what's the what's the length these days? About a minute and a half. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Well, at least you only have to do two of them an hour. Yeah. Still remember back in the day, tickets infancy, because we didn't have hardly any uh, uh, clients at in the beginning. So, I still think that's what put the ticket on the map. Is our breaks were so short, they were just content the entire hour, yeah. and then the three uh, tickers that went on. At least three to four minutes a piece. So imagine doing that three Good times. Lord. A, three times. A, yeah, it was ridiculous. Like they were almost like a book report. Almost like a doing their own uh, talk show at the time. Anyway, good to have you back. It was uh, fun working with Margot last week. I've never met her, but she was fun. Yeah. And then uh, Samuel Hale doing tickers twice an hour. So would you rather be doing tickers or running the board, Samuel? I, I'm actually not sure. I've never run the board before up here, so I only know tickers. So I'd probably want to do tickers just because of the comfort level of it. Could you do three tickers at four minutes a pop per hour? Not at my current pay scale, no. <laughs> I don't think it was any different back then, to tell you the answer. truth. Yeah. I mean, I could. I don't want to. Yeah, that's a funny. That one that uh, I'm, I wake up pretty early, go work out, and I always hear uh, Sean Bass's 5.30 ticker, which is that at is least death. five minutes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's not and that fun. used to be every twenty minutes wow. at the station. So Yeah, times have improved. All right. So we're out here. Uh let's see. We're almost up against it. So that's quick. Coming up next. I did a little research. Craig and I did a little research because one Dustin Johnson missed a cut. And we went back and did the research online because that's what George Gigiani wants you to do and uh we did a little research on the longest cut since tiger 142 
Kind of interesting. And then I ran across a record that will never, ever, ever be broken. I promise you. Be the, huh. It's the toughest record maybe in sports. Wow. All right? Wow. And we'll talk about all that next as we broadcast from Crest Infinity in Frisco. It's crowded here at Crest Infinity in the customer lounge. A lot of people getting their cars worked on, maybe washed. Free car washes, too, by the way. Yeah. If you have an Infinity. Let's come out of here, Crest uh, Infinity in Frisco, right to the north of Highway 121. There's Crest Cadillac right across the way. And don't forget Crest Volvo, uh, 75 in between Park and Parker. There's a putting green out there, too. Saw guys using it. Yeah. How about that? All right, we got a little leaderboard going. And something amazing I saw as I scrolled down, it wasn't because our DraftKings teams are doing great, but there's something I saw that was, hmm. And at 8.50, don't hold your breath for slow play being uh, improved anytime soon. I have irrefutable proof. 9.10, Craig has something to talk about with uh, about Nelly and his uh, poker games. If you saw the real sports this week, really Good piece on Nelly, and he's uh, he's winning life, yep. winning at life in Maui, and he plays poker every single day. And uh, Craig had a chance to play with him way back when, when he was the Mavericks coach. So we'll talk about that. All right, so uh, this segment brought to you by the greatness of Club Corp. Go to their website. You can sign up for a one membership. So right now, Las Colinas is being redone. Las Colinas Country Club is a good chance. You go, go play Hackberry, or you can play wherever. Yeah. You have that one membership and half yeah. off food. Go, go go play Craig Ranch. You could do that. Go play Glen Eagles. Go Queen, play that. You know, Queens course is a tough little golf course. Yeah. Yeah. So check it out. Clubcorp.com. Uh, by the way, thanks to everybody last week for our big uh, Sunday Avid Golfer event at the Tribute. Cliff Kofelt did a great job at the Tribute. He's their GM. Cleveland Golf for their wedges. Yeah. They were they're sweet. Uh, Chase 54 for the shirts, the TPC Four Seasons for closest to the pins, uh, round for four, and breakfast. So that was it was fun. Nobody got the hole-in-one at 100 yards. Again, amazing. Well, we're going to do it again August 10th. Give you more details later, but it'll be a Saturday after the sh- after our show. How about that? In August, probably. Mm-hmm. I said uh, August 10th. Yeah, there you go. So that would be August. Uh, so get this. So... We're looking at the leaderboards yesterday, and our, our DraftKings team is doing woeful as usual. I don't one know good what, team. We have one, but it's not killing it. It's just making it's making a little bit of money. So, But as we go down the leaderboard, and we see we always scroll from the bottom up because we want to see how many guys are going to make right. it on the weekend. And you notice that uh, Dustin Johnson probably wasn't going to make the cut. And you go, hmm. And he had 20 in a row. 20 in a row, which is, you know, And he's the highest decent. guy in the world ranking top 10 in terms of a cut, make cuts made streak. Right. At 20, he was. Mm-hmm. So I thought, wow. So we were doing the run sheet for the show. I was like, I wonder, how since Tiger's major streak, has anybody come anywhere close? It's kind of like DiMaggio's 55-game hitting streak. 56. 56, I mean. And... I mean, it, when, when Pete Rose was getting close, when you get to thirty or twenty-five, yes. twenty people start to go get on the watch. Like definitely know, thirty. Yeah, and it's like he's not even close. Nope. So I was wondering, all right, how close has anybody really ever gotten? All right, so I did a little research. You did a little research. So Tiger had one hundred and forty-two, which is ridiculous. Um, I think Jack Nicholas had lost it at the TPC at the uh, ATT Byron Nelson and never came back. Yep. 
Uh, I believe Nicholas was at 116, Hale Irwin at 110, you know, 10, 105, something like that. But 142 is pretty stout, and that will never, I don't think that will ever be broken. No. So as we were going backwards and looking, the average I saw for the leaders and consecutive cuts made was between 23, 28. In a year. Yeah, in yeah. a year. The outliers would get up a little bit higher than that. So I look back in VJ Singh back in 06 and 08. That's when he became number one. Right. The only guy really be Tiger in his prime. Uh, yeah, David Duvall did once. Um, he had 49. Okay. It's pretty good. So he's a third of the way there. Pretty good. Yeah, but he's almost 100 behind. Um, Adam Scott had 44 yep. in 2014 and 15. Ernie Els had 42. I missed that. Yeah, in 06. Steve Stricker has a couple, 42 straight, 2011. That ended with a withdraw. And VJ's ended with a WD as well, interesting enough. And Stricker had another one at 38 in 2014 so and 15. Isn't he the type of guy who you expect to make cuts? Him, a yeah. Furyk, a Zach Johnson. But Furyk wasn't yeah. very high. He no. was maybe I think he had a couple twenties. No. Mm-hmm. So nothing great. But it just shows you how tough it is. You can have an off week. Um, we'll get into leaderboards, but uh, uh, Gary Woodland missed the cut. Dustin Johnson missed the cut. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not easy. You just have and again when Tiger had 142, he was doing it with sometimes his C game. Um, somehow he just piece it together. Anyway. I believe it. Yeah. If he's if he had his A game, he'd be winning. Yeah. So just making the cut out, I, what I would like to find out, I don't have the time or the energy, <laughs> is how many times Tiger made the cut on the line. I'm curious about that. All right, so I, here's another one for you. Okay. And not to take away from his, how many how many of the cuts did he, did he were counted as a made cut that didn't have a cut? Because they counted. Like the WGCs counted. I don't think they have WGCs back then. They had whatever Norman was doing at the time. It wasn't oh, okay. WC. But not a, not a whole lot. You know, it's not like the senior tour. But the tour they championship, have... can't, you know, that counted. That know, doesn't it... bother me so much because it's, it's the other events. Yeah. It's the majors. It's, yeah. it's everything, right? It's still, it's, it's the holy grail. Care to guess what the highest uh, cut streak is or may cut streak is on the European tour? Huh. I'm going to say it's higher than what's, cur- like, the, it's higher than the 40s. Ernie Els. 82. Okay. Not bad. No. Nope. So he's got 82 on the C- on the European tour. He's got a 42 on this on the regular tour. All right. So as I'm scrolling through and I'm doing some Googling, and all of a sudden a name comes up. And this name, I, you'll know the name. And the made cut streak was like, what? Really? You sure about this? And I did some fact-checking and everything. It's going to be in the LPGA? Mm-hmm. Okay. Care to guess? Babe Zaharias? No. No? Good guess, though. Kern, it made Kern laugh, but... Care to guess how many straight cuts this female golfer made on the LPGA Tour? So I'm saying it's more than Tiger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> trying to think who it might be. Well, that's the that's the point, Craig. Yeah. Before I, I even get to before I even get to, I think Sandra Palmer made cuts a lot. I, I, Another good guess, but no, she did it from 1969 to uh, 1980. Huh. 
she never missed a cut. And they had cuts back That's in the right. NBA. That's right, Palmer's time. That was. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You won't know it. I won't. No. Uh, one Jane Blaylock. Heard the name. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know the name. Yeah. Hall of Famer. Yeah. So get this. 299 straight cuts. My Lord. That will never, ever be broken. My Lord. That. Wasn't that incredible? I looked at that, and I, looked, I had to go back and look at something else because I never, I never totally trust Wikipedia. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. So, yeah, 1969 to 1980. So for 11 years, she never missed a cut. How about that? Wow. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And you know what? That might be the most impressive anonymous record ever in yeah. sports. Yeah. I mean, if that was on the PGA Tour... It would be every it, that would be yeah, the holy yeah. grail, right? But the fact it was on the LPJ and people were just kind of scratching their heads. And, oh, that's nice. Pat that's him on cra- the head. That is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Why? Wild. That's good stuff. But th- just shows you though, as you look back. So now uh, I think. Okay, so I, she's still alive. I think so. Mm-hmm. So whenever she gets introduced somewhere, does she get introduced as? I doubt it. Because nobody knows that somebody would have would have trickled down somewhere. You think so? Yeah. I'm amazed by that. Of all the records that are shown, again, the LPGA is 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 a step below the PGA. No, they they are a step below as far as awareness. Be careful, and Hank records Andy. and all that. That's Hank what Andy's I'm listening. Well, you didn't know the record. I did not. I didn't know the record. I did not. But I'm wildly impressed. You know, to be fair, I didn't know 82 was the European record. Yeah. Again, that's not the PGA Tour either. Get, at least over here. Right. You know, maybe over there it's it's more highfalutin, but. Uh, Thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, and but that's kind of how it goes. For some reason, in the twenties is pretty much everybody's watermark. Yeah, and then they gotta go. Eh, I gotta play in this event because it's a. I have to every once every five years. I gotta do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna play, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna pin seek, and if I don't make it, I'm going home. I think Jason Kokrak last week had twenty three made cuts, twenty four made cuts, something like that. Leading, I was like, all right, I gotta take him this week in my DraftKings. Of course. Just kiss death, right? Mm-hmm. And he misses a touch. But I think he's doing well this week. Of yes, course. of course just he is. one week off, right? That's why, you know, us playing just two teams each in DraftKings is is foolhardy. It's lottery. Well, it's even worse. It's it's it, Yeah, it's that. It's the, it's the roulette wheel. It, mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Um, we'll get into this next, but, you know, uh, Charles Howell, the third, I think he's in third place this week. Yeah. So he made his 427th cut. Wow. In like 520 tries. He's like a, he has a 70% uh, success rate making cuts. His pension the, is going to be outrageous. He was on the same team as Ed Lore. Mm-hmm. And I, I think about that because, you know, no, Ed's got to be over 40 he now. Is. And so is Charles Howe. He, uh, Charles Howe's turning 40 this week. Is he? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't ever think of him as being 40. Mm-hmm. He looks young. It's kind of like Adam Scott's He's been around for 40, forever, right? Yeah. I was like, really? Yeah, it's like 520-ish. Well, we were talking about this. Michelle Wee is hanging it up for the year. She should. Good for her. And she's 29. Mm-hmm. She seems like she's been around for 20 years, and she has been. Close, yeah. Um, but just 29? I thought she was way older than mm-hmm. that. No, she getting married, too. It's a good time I for her. she already did get married. Did she get married? Yeah. So she's shutting it down. She's got a bad wrist, and she was trying to ice it down before every shot, and it's... She just needs to. She's kind of injury prone at this point. She's had so much wear and tear on that body. She's played for so long. Yeah. Yeah. And they, you know, and she played, you know, 
you know, I look at that, and I look at um, we played uh, golf with uh, Avery Zweig, who's awesome. She's 12. Yep. And she loves the game. Yep. And I, I still think, though, how much wear and tear. It's like, at least I say this with pitchers. You have X amount of throws in your arm. That's all you have. Right. And until they come up with Tommy John surgery, which they seem to make it better and better right. each time, they just renew your arm. You have so many golf swings in you, too. Maybe. I think. I think it depends on how you swing. Could be. Could be. But um, but I, I look at Avery and I say, you have a reverse C, which most guys on tour don't anymore, Mm-mm. you don't have many swings in you. No, or that stack and tilt. That, stack was, and that tilt, was ridiculous. No. The one thing, I'm not a big fan of Brandel Chambly, as you know, and I know you are. But the one thing that he showed was when they were lifting up their leg. Their front heel. Their front heel. The way Johnny Miller did, mm-hmm. the way the way Jack did, they lasted longer. That was clearly easier to swing on your body. But that's how I did it when I was younger. And then I then I, you know, drank the coffee if you gotta keep both feet on the ground. You still put your heel up. Uh, now I do, yeah. 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 And it's it as you get older it's much easier for you to make a turn. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. So uh you should really try that. It's a timing thing. But it's it's like it's almost like a baseball swing. You know, yeah. everybody lifts their front leg usually a little bit just to get the momentum yeah. going, and uh, it's worth a shot. But yeah, the cuts at uh, two hundred ninety nine was. <laughs> Can you imagine? Jeez. But again, Charles Howell III. His pension is going to be off the charts because you you make X amount of bonus money for every cut you make, mm-hmm. and he's got a couple wins, a couple maybe two three wins, and. Uh, He's going to just one last year. Yeah. This year, mm-hmm. he's going to retire in the lap of luxury, and he's already he makes. Oh, by the way, if um, he is going to tie Phil's record for most consecutive years making at least a million dollars, really, like twenty straight well, years. I thought he had a some million. down years in the middle of there. Twenty just straight not. years making at least a million. Wow. So he's making bank. He's doing just fine. Mm-hmm. All right, it is uh, eight twenty-eight on the ticket. Little. By the way, another age one. Mm-hmm. Thinking about Dustin Johnson being 35. Yeah, I can't tell if I think he's older or younger. I would think he was younger than that. I, I don't know why, but 35? Okay, he's coming mature, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, but he's supposed to be in a sweet spot. He doesn't act that way. but The 30s are supposed to be golf's uh, prime time. Yeah. So we'll see. All right, let's brought to you by the greatness of Arcus Golf. Go to ArcusGolf.com. And you can sign up for their Players Prime program. You can also go to IdealGolfer.com and play the greatness of Cowboys for 89 bucks. I think there's few left. We've not sold many. over 1,900 of them, mm-hmm. and the limit's 2,000, so yep. you can do the math. And that's uh, unlimited golf, uh, well, not unlimited golf, but unlimited eating on and off the course. I played there you know, Friday, uh, Thursday mm-hmm. afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. In the $89 deal. Mm-hmm. How about that? And it was fun, and I ate myself to oblivion. Perfect. And you can play Fossil Creek for a mere $39, and that includes a Crush Burger, and that's good any day. So check Had a Crush out. Burger at Cowboys. Nice. It does crush. All right. Up next, we got a leaderboard. First ever event. This is a new event, the Rocket Mortgage. And they're crushing it. In Detroit. Never played this course before, and it doesn't matter with these guys. And something I noticed when I was scrolling down the leaderboard that surprised me. We'll talk about that next. Good morning, 8.37 on the ticket. Tee box at Crest Infinity today, last Saturday of the month. So it's our normal place to do show. Right across from Crest Cadillac, and don't forget Crest Volvo. And they all have tax credits going. 
it makes it very worthwhile. It's that end of the model year, too. Yes, it and is. And the end of the month, also. Mm-hmm. And the end of the quarter. Would you call that triple witching hour? Yes. For cars? See, I would. So come get yourself an infinity. I would. Uh, just Sam, did you mention the sponsor yet? I did not, but I will now organically tell you that this segment is brought to you by Texans Can Cars for Kids. Nice, nice. All right, 850. Those of you clamoring for faster play in golf, I'm going to tell you sadly that ain't going to happen, and I have irrefutable proof. It's not even a conspiracy. (laughs) It's been admitted. And then at 910, we have at 910. Oh, we have uh, Craig's. Uh, experience playing poker with one Don Nelson. And if you uh, saw Real Sports this week, if you haven't, catch it because uh, one of the segments is on Don Nelson and how he's winning at life. The interview with uh, Norm and Donnie was pretty good. Yeah. And Norm stayed with uh, Nelly out there. Has he? Oh, Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me, Norm? Of course he did. All right, but first we have a leaderboard because it is sponsored by IdealGolfer.com. Don't forget that. And uh, we've got th- three going. Cowboys, we have Frisco Lakes, and we have Fossil Creek. So that's a, that is a trifecta. So check it out at IdealGolfers.com. Well, three rock star courses right there. Absolutely. So we have a new tournament. It's called the Rocket Mortgage Classic, and it's in Detroit. First time they've ever played this golf course, not terribly long. And amazingly enough, these guys are killing it. They haven't had a PGA Tour event in Detroit. Since the Buick Open, probably, right? That was in western Michigan, wasn't it? Not that, sure. Yeah. They Remember, they had, at one time Buick had six. Yeah, I don't think it was in. It was. It, I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. And I don't care. <laughs> but uh, but Nate Lashley. So Nate Lashley is kind of coming on a little bit. So last week he was first alternate. Didn't get in. This week. He tried to get in through Monday qualifying. Didn't get in. First alternate again. Gets in Wednesday afternoon. Who dropped? You know? I don't know. Don't care. I'll look that up. And don't care. Okay. He is leading this tournament by one shot. He is 14 under. This is his first 36-hole lead and in the PGA Tour, or on the PGA Tour. And uh, chances are he won't hold up, but uh, this is a good great learning experience for him, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. you don't know. Sitting on a 36-hole lead is one thing. Sitting on a 54-hole lead, totally different. Yep. And then you have Cameron Champ, long-hitting guy, won the Sanderson Farms Open in the fall series last year, and he hasn't been heard of since. Yep. I don't know what happened. He said he might have had a little tweaked injury. He, I think he got a little uh, ahead of himself. He even admitted, I have to embrace failure. And I have, and it's time to kick myself in the butt. And yesterday, he had a string of seven, either a birdie or an eagle. Wow. He shot 28 on the front. Wow. That's a big wow. And I was telling Eli, Eli Jordan, that he won't see 63. I promise you. (laughs) He didn't. Shot a 65, but still pretty stout. Hey, by the way, this is it. Just humor me, but out last the person who withdrew Wednesday afternoon, uh-huh. David Bergonio Jr. He's, he's, boy, he's been around a long time. I think he was the last guy to win the Pub, U.S. Publix Championship. Is that right? That. I think so, yeah. Because I was thinking, God, shouldn't Nate Lashley be ahead of him? 
I don't know how you that know works. I, you know what I mean? It just, I, I looked at that. Well, like, he could have huh. been a sponsor exemption. Okay. Who knows? Well. Who knows? Yeah, they'd still have another sponsor. Again, then. don't care. <laughs> uh, so Cameron Champ, he'll be in the final group. And, man, he was hitting some drives yesterday, 360, 380. His, the worst part of his game, wedge play. Same. It was the same thing of with. Of course. It was the same thing with Dustin Johnson. Until he worked on it. So he's t- terrible at two things. The same thing with Dustin Johnson was bad at wedge play, and absolutely horrid out of the sand. Really? Yeah, he's less than forty percent. Wow. Up and down from the sand. That's that's deplorable for a for, for a pro. A pro. Yeah. yeah. But he's thirteen under, uh, down by a shot. Charles Howell the third. We talked about him last segment. He's at twelve under. And he hasn't been heard of since he won, uh, what is it, Pebble? Uh, not Pebble, uh, Torrey Pines? I don't know. He's 11th in the FedEx Cup. Yeah, points, but he got so it all early. Maybe. And then he kind of fell off for a while. It just shows you these guys. It shows you golf. You need about three weeks a year Yeah. that you finish either win or you get a top two or three, and you can you can be fine. Yep. A couple other names you're not going to know. Ryan Armour. Well, it was the guy who came in second a few weeks ago. And it was his biggest paycheck. It more than doubled whatever he's ever made. Zach Sucker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, that just changed my life. It did. That for, was a second place. For coming in second. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you start making, he made as much money in one di- in one weekend or one week as he had in his entire life. 600 and something. And yeah. You can sock some of that away. And, uh, That's what he said. He said, you know, I've had credit card debt up until right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, and I hate credit card debt. And I that's bet what, he did too. And that's what a lot of these guys hang out on. Yeah. They have to, right? Uh, let's see, guys of note. Okay, so a guy that people will be familiar with. You think when he got that $600,000 check, he was happy Gilmore didn't say, hey, I Take don't want Take a picture my, of it? No, he says, I want one of those big checks like the winner got. I want my money. <laughs> you know, they do that for the winner, just for, for right. pictures. Um, it would be nice if they do that. I would put that up on a wall. Yeah. Right? Rory Sabatini, he's at 10 under. He's having a quietly awesome year. I think his last three tournaments, he's finished top 10. Yeah. And he's not my favorite player, but in DraftKings, he is <laughs> because he actually performs. Joaquin Neiman, uh, youngster, he's at 10 under. J.B. Holmes, you haven't heard from him in forever. He's 9 under since he won at Riviera. See, these guys win, and then, yeah. like, what the hell happened? We can't forget this gentleman because he's a P1. Martin Piller. Having kind of a tough year. I mean, they just doesn't had to, have a card. Just had but a, he's, he was in that 126 to 150. So yeah, he, he's got some. He kind of gets in but doesn't. And he's nine under. He Monday qualified. Yep. Nine under. And uh, if he can keep this going, that'll be, that'll be huge. He's married to uh, Jarena Piller, and they just had a kid this year. So a lot going on. You know, you know that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deki Matsuyama continues making cuts. He's now at 24. I think he's leading the tour now. He's at nine under. Patrick Reed eight under. Um, Luke Donald's playing well. He can't, he resurrected his. I wouldn't call playing well. He's eight under. He's but doing okay. He's he wasn't making survi- anything. I would say he's more. He's surviving. Yeah, but he wasn't even on the. He was barely on the tour. He's on a medical exemption, major medical. But still, that's still pretty good. Yeah. Um, your guy, Jason Kokrak. <laughs> Dang it. It took last week. He's at seven under. Um, it's not a field with a lot of big names on it, but I do look at this. They advertised it was Dustin Johnson, Hideki Matsuyama, and Bubba Watson. Mm-hmm. 
two of those guys missed the cut. Yes, they did. But <laughs> before we get to that, guess who made the cut? It's one Smiley Kaufman. Saw that. First cut he's made in his last 18 events. You know how tough that he's is? He's a reverse cuts made guy. Is that the toughest thing? You go out every Tuesday, trunk slam every Friday, you come home, you got nothing. I remember what, what Chip Beck had, what, 25 in a row? Something oh like head. that. That's I got to hand it to him just for keeping his head up and, and trying. By but, the way, he is in dead last I now. Saw, and he's plus he's two, two over. But. It's okay. He's going to make a paycheck. Guys, uh, no, uh, uh, five under was the cut. Mm-hmm. Shows you how much they were killing this mm-hmm. course. And as you said, one Dustin Johnson missed the cut. Gary Woodland missed the cut. Bubba Watson missed the cut. Bubba Watson hit a shot yesterday from about, a, I don't know, 160, 170 yards out. It was a cold shank into the water. He almost he almost collapsed after he hit it. He, cause really? he didn't know where it was going because they didn't have a shot tracer on it, pro tracer. Yeah, he, he tanked. Matthew Wolf missed the cut. Came back a little bit. He did. Shot a 75-68. Again, he's got uh, Rory McIlroy's old uh, caddy. <laughs> They're put, look, they have to push this car in. Oh. Focus. <laughs> funny. Focus, buddy. But one, I think who did make the cut, Victor Hovland. He's yes, the he He's the other half of the dynamic duo from Oklahoma State. And uh, he's at seven under. Or six under, so he's one under for the day. So he's doing well. Matthew Wolf's having a little bit tougher time. They'll figure it out. They will. They will. And let's see anything else. It pains me to watch Matthew Wolf's swing. Why? He takes it so far outside on his takeaway. That's all right. He He smacks it. He hits it like 330, and he's really uh, pretty accurate, too. Yeah. You, you would normally don't see that. You see guys that hit over 310, 320 yards, and he's, you know, he might make the, the fairways 40%, 45%. He's doing really well. Mm-hmm. So so there you go. That's a leaderboard for you for what it is. Next week they have another brand new one called the 3M. So they're instilling some new sponsors. You know, it was backing out of the uh, – the, um, FedEx playoffs this year. This will be a, their last year. Who's that? BMW. Maybe that's a spot for the Nelson. You know what? It'd be in August. It'd be a furnace. But I would rather have it there, have a different uh, venue. Mm-hmm. And if AT&T sees that, they should grab it. Because what use they got now. Pa- use their power. Yeah, what they have right now, that date is the worst. Yep. The absolute worst. All right. So there you go. There's a little leaderboard action for you. And that was brought to you by the Texas Junior Golf Tour. Had a couple of really good uh, tournaments last week. We'll have some more. If your kid wants to try out playing uh, a little tournament golf, see what they got, they might enjoy it, and they might be good enough to maybe get a college scholarship. We had a tournament. Tell you the level of talent at a tournament at Tangle Ridge two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. 11 kids were under par. How about that? It's pretty stout. Yeah. I'd like to get under par one day. All right, up next. Okay, everybody... Bitches and moans about slow play. I read something this week that will pretty much guarantee that will not change. Huh. And it's sad, but I'll tell you why next. Hey, you can get a uh, 2020 Cadillac XT6. Cadillac's first ever midsize third row SUV. For $4.99 a month. So an Escalade doesn't have a third row? Yeah, this is a midsize. Escalade's full size. Third row comes in handy. 
it does. So check it out. It's brand new, and it's a Crest Cadillac here in Frisco, four ninety nine a month. You can get an XT four, which is their smaller version, two seventy nine a month, or in the XT five. Two seventy nine a month for Cadillac. Yeah. Wow. How about that. You get free courtesy car transportation. You get free car washes. Wow, two seventy nine a month. That's mm-hmm. cheap. Pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. All right, nine ten. Talk about Nelly playing poker because one of us has had firsthand experience doing that. And then at nine thirty, ran across a little interesting article on how long do golf balls really last? I saw that. It's pretty good. Yes. Talk about that at nine thirty. All right. And, by the way, you can tweet us at ArnettRick or at AvidGolfer98 if you have any questions, comments, uh, send them our way. So uh, on our blog, if you go to MyAvidGolfer.com, when I see something that I think is worthy, I'll post it. Uh, maybe a little conversation, but mostly it's just to let people know that there's a worthy article out there. And this nice. week, <clears throat> they did a My Shot. My Shot is, is kind of like a, a quick interview on Golf Digest with somebody it could be a player could be a commissioner could be whoever this week they they concentrated on one carlton white slugger slugger call him slugger and everybody who's a golf fan will know knows who he is you'll notice because he always wears a straw hat yep has a mustache yep and he always wears a long sleeve cotton button down shirt which i can't imagine what that's like in the in the dead of summer so they asked him a bunch of questions and i thought some of them were pretty good before we get to the one that just made me shake my head and say, okay, whatever, why, why, even, why are we even bringing this up anymore? They asked him who the most impressive player on tour is rules-wise. Who does he believe is the most knowledgeable and the most impressive, again, trying to keep track of all the rules, all the changing rules and so forth? That would be one Justin Thomas. He said... Charles Howell is excellent, but Justin is incredible, especially for one so young. He's a rules fanatic, constantly approaching me with questions and hypotheticals. At the CJ Cup in South Korea, Justin was in a playoff with Mark Leishman. As we were walking down the fairway, Justin calls me over and starts bombarding me with rules questions. He wasn't even in a rules situation. He just wanted to chat up the rules and, like, what if you whiff a wrong ball? What happens if you, you're over the wrong yeah, ball and you whiff on it? That's going to happen a lot in tour. Yeah, yeah. So, uh you know, he's playing for almost $1.7 million in first-place prize money, his fifth victory of the year, and he wants to talk shop. I mean, by the way, he won the playoff. So he also says, even when change is for the better and the new rules definitely simplify the rules and make the game faster, huh? there's always that fear that the sky is falling. I predict by the end of the year, pros and amateurs will be dropping from knee height automatically. Like many of the rules changes that have occurred over the years, we'll wonder what all the fuss was about. I watch every time I play golf, even if somebody's on a cart path, they need to drop. It's so uncomfortable to watch. Mm-hmm. It just <laughs> looks it's, awkward. It's, they have to change that rule. They just have to change it just because it's hard to get to your knees. I know. I, it makes no sense. Yeah. He said, care to guess what the most broken rule by far is? It's got to be dropping from a hazard. Establishing nearest relief from a cart path. Or cart path, yeah. I don't know the percentage of amateurs who get it wrong, but it's probably over half. The point is you don't necessarily drop towards the side where the ball is sitting because you have to take your stance and with no interference from the path and then establish your control point by grounding the club. So sometimes you have to do it on the other side. So you have a stance, right? Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. 
So here's where it, here's why I, I looked at this and I went, jeez. Oh, okay, so he's the VP for PGA Tour rules. He's the head domo. Right. For PGA Tour rules. He says, I hate slow play as much as the next guy, but I can't agree with the idea of hitting players with penalty strokes. Maybe it's because I was a player once, but I envision these horrible trickle-down effects. Say there's a player who's barely squeezing in the top 125 of the final FedEx Cup point standings because he made a couple of thousand dollars more at a tournament than the player right behind him on the list. Imagine if he'd been hit with a one-stroke penalty at a key moment because he was two seconds over his time. Say the penalty cost him five grand. Suddenly he's so far down the FedEx Cup point list, he doesn't have a place to play the following year, which in turn might mean his kid can't go to college or he can't put down a down payment on a decent house. Or worse, basically it means you drastically affected the guy's life with a click of a stopwatch. I'm all for looking at fine structures, maybe increasing them, but determining his fate with a stopwatch to me is a little too harsh. Which means he will never, ever, ever enforce that rule. Which means... None of the players will care. They'll take as long as they want. They might get put on the clock. But to actually get a penalty stroke, there's been a lot of guys been put on the clock. Right. And they just haven't been hit with anything else. Yep. So it's like, you know, we'll give you a little bit of medicine, but you're you're <laughs> you're not you're still getting out of get out of jail free card. Yep. So and that bums me out a little bit because yeah, I was reading another story where some guys were saying playing slow t- t- is a skill. Playing fast is a skill. But at some point, for the good of the game, don't you have to speed things up? Or is it until TV says, you know what, we're out of here at 5 o'clock. For me and you who play on, you know, during the week and we're playing with other people and whatever, yes, for for good of our sanity and of our friends, we have to speed it up. But if you're – as sad as this sounds, and I don't don't, um, endorse this, but – if Bryson DeChambeau can, if he slows down, mm-hmm. who was it who said they were going to slow? Jason Day said, right. I'm going to start slowing down. Mm-hmm. And if Jason Day starts slowing down and he plays better and it makes him another million dollars a year because he went from playing in four hours and 30 minutes to five hours and 10 minutes, mm-hmm. how do you how do you argue for him to not do that? Well. Because he's pissing you off because he's playing slower? I mean, I I, I'm not saying it's, money. I'm not. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying. I mean, it is right for him. It comes down to money, and I'll tell yeah. you why. Because if let's say there was no golf channel, and at five o'clock, CBS or NBC or whoever's covering it says you're we're off. Yep. So then what? Well, the, the bottom and line. What is, about the, and then the sponsors go? Wait a minute! I'm not getting all my ads in. Now what? That's when it becomes okay. critical, and that's when they the, have to change. Of all the golfers you ever watched, who was the slowest you ever saw? Uh, ben Crane was Jack Nicholas. To me? It was Jack Nicholas. It was Jose Maria Olafable. That guy stood over a ball. Yeah, he did. But, I mean, but Nicholas was even slower. Lord, and no, nobody said a word. Nobody cared because when he was competing, he was competing in a major when we saw him, mm-hmm. and they weren't going to do anything because he was competing. Well, you know what? If, if he had to speed up. He, that's probably – I don't ever see him on the Champions Tour probably because well, – he's, he's, His body's kind of broken down. Yeah. But I, I just – I look at that and I was like, well, I, I hate it. But now, would you, like you said, they always are playing it on TV. If, if they go past 5 o'clock, they're finding – They go to the golf to, channel. They find a way to put it somewhere. And that – Again, on TV, it's dummy down because they edit. You know, I don't right. see Jim Furyk well, going through all this crap. That's what I was going to say. They never, they never showed all of Thabo until he hit a shot. Mm-hmm. 
That's and right. Sometimes so, a tape delay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I just think it's sad that um, because everything trickles down. Mm-hmm. If When Nicholas was in his heyday and this when I started really playing golf, um, I would watch guys mimic him on the on the green. He yeah. would take forever. Yeah. You know, and it was just like, come on, while we're, while we're young. Yeah. Right? Morning, Mike. And so, I don't know. I just think it's it's sad that the VP of rules is even admits the fact, you know, I don't yeah. want to take money out of these people's pocket. I don't yep. want to. And you got to put down money on a mortgage. Yep. And the, and the real reason these guys could do it if they really wanted to, when there's a rain delay and they have X amount of hours to get around in so they don't have to come back on a Monday because they want to catch their flights, they'll play in three and a half hours. Yep. And they usually play pretty good. Yeah. So it's it's not going to change because unless TV gets change. involved. So I'll just let you know that you think, hey, that guy's on the clock. That guy's slow. That guy's this. Just remember the VP of rules said, nah, I'm not going to do it. Yep. So rest assured. All right. It is. Mike Brosen. 9.05 on the ticket. T-Box out at Crest Infinity today. And actually, Mike Brosen is working today. Imagine well, that. It's, this is a this is a big day. <laughs> Define the word work. Well, I'll I'll give him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. He, how about this? He's here. He's here. That was brought to you by the greatness of the PGA Tour Superstores. It was one right down the road. I would bet he's making this breakfast. And you can check that out. Look at all the latest. If PGA Superstores doesn't have what you want golf wise, they don't make it. All right. Up next, Nelly Don Nelson is living life. He is. He owns life. He is winning at life. And one of us has some experience playing uh, poker with him. It's his favorite sport. We'll talk about that next on the ticket. All right, 912 on the ticket. T-Box out at Crest Infinity today in Frisco. Place is jamming. People getting their cars worked on, getting their cars maybe washed, washed. Getting breakfast. Getting breakfast. Good times out here. All at Crest Infinity, Crest Cadillac, right across the way. They gave us some fancy schmancy watermelon drink. Watermelon wow. Fresco. Very refreshing. And don't forget Crest Volvo. Uh, between Park and Parker and 75, they got tax credits galore. Makes the XC90 mouthwateringly good. Yes, the offer. All right, 930. How long does a golf ball really last? How long can you effectively use a golf ball before it Really turns to nothing. We'll talk about that at 9.30. The weather is going to be pretty good. It's going to be uh, about 80, well, by 94 today, 71 tomorrow. No, 71 tonight. 87 <laughs> tomorrow. Maybe a hint of uh, rain. 87 is, is a cool streak right there. Cold streak, yes. Cold streak. Well, yeah, it's going to rain off and on maybe a little bit this week, so pick your times accordingly. I'll give you a little hint. If there's a threat of rain, make a tea time. Because it will scare everybody else away, and you'll have the course of yourself. There you go. Trust me. All right. So without further ado, I watched Real Sports this week, and one of the segments was on Don Nelson, uh, the ex-Maverick coach. Ex-Boston Celtic star. Yep. With the weirdest-looking free throw style I've ever seen in my life. Looked like he <laughs> shot put it in. He did, yeah. How he made anything with that was ridiculous. Uh, then he... The last thing I think he did with the NBA was he was GM of the Warriors. And he drafted Steph Steph Curry. Curry. Mm -hmm. And then he decided, the heck with all this, I'm going to go move to Bowie. 
So when he first uh, was playing with the Celtics, they would have these little uh, exhibitions, barnstorming tours, and one of them was playing basketball over in, over in Hawaii. Right. And he immediately fell in love with Maui. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm coming back here. And over time, he made some pretty good coin during mm-hmm. his NBA career, player and a coach. He started buying up property in Maui. And so, lo and behold, now he's like 79-ish, something like that. Looks like Willie Nelson. Looks like Willie Nelson's brother, yeah. which might as well because they're, they're boy, they're tight, tight friends. And one of the things he likes to do is play poker. And before we get to which one of us has actually played with uh, Nelly playing poker, a couple cuts this week. This one from uh, the Normandy Invasion, and Nelly talks about how long he's been playing poker. Well, they started at uh, Dark 30, which is, uh, you know, whatever, whatever the sun goes down. Nice. And, uh, we played till sometimes uh, maybe 1, 2 in the morning, sometimes all night, uh, all morning. <laughs> I, we, we have uh, gone right from there to the golf course on occasion, and uh, I got tro- in trouble with Miss Joy when I forgot to call her one day. <laughs> we were going right to the golf course, so I never showed up at home till about 4 in the afternoon. I, I caught hell for that. And then how much money? These guys are fairly high rollers. You know, these are like uh, there's Willie Nelson, it's and it's him, and it's uh, might be another basketball player, another basketball coach. Who knows? Another celebrity. How much money do they play for? Well, we play fifty dollars anytime you want to bet it. Three raises, uh, and then a hundred on the last card usually. So yeah, we, they get you know you can lose two, three thousand dollars if you're unlucky or lucky. You can win two or three thousand probably, or maybe even more. I don't. You get real lucky. So in the midst of all this, he is he's has his own pot farm, medicinal marijuana farm because he has a he has a card, medicinal marijuana card because over the years he is says he's been battling, um, you know, leftover pain from all right. the injuries and everything. Never sells it, um, grows it for his own use, and then him and Willie have have this little contest who has the best, <laughs> and so it's, it's pretty interesting. The last one here is. I don't know how often this happens in life, but when you're playing poker, you guys don't want to quit, especially if you've got a heater going. Well, in this particular instance, somebody at the table, something happened to this person, and I want you to hear what they did, what their reaction was when this occurred during a poker game. Just feet away, there's the poker table, where Nelson spends most of his evenings. His table is legendary and includes the story of Greg Booth, a friend of Nellie's, who came for poker one night and never left. He died right there, right in front of us. And the guy said, what should we do, Nelly? I said, he would want you guys to play. So you played around a dead guy? We did. For the record, they only played until the coroner came. Today, Booth's ashes are a permanent part of Nelly's man cave. They're in a cigar tube, displayed on the wall like a makeshift memorial. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Somebody croaks okay. during a poker game and said, you know what? He's dead. So let's just keep on playing. Okay. So full disclosure, I got into Nelly's game. Mm-hmm. It was not the level that they were they, they gamble now. Right. It was not that money. So, um, but the first time I got to play, uh-huh. and I will not use any other names besides Nelly because a lot of these guys are people. That yeah, you know. swore. You swore secrecy. And then we swear secrecy, but we were at somebody else's house. Right. A um, prominent person in town, and that person's 
got so drunk he passed out at the table. Okay. And his he had his head on the table, passed out, and we kept playing. Of course. And I felt it was disturbing. Mm-hmm. But um, when he finally got up, we said, well, it's time to get off. It, I'll tell you when it was. It was in the December. He knocked over his Christmas tree. No kidding. It was a, we had to stop. All right, Christmas tree just knocked over the table. But Nelly, that was the first time I played with him. Uh-huh. Nelly stayed and played gin with another guy. And he had a game to coach the next morning. No kidding. He was, and he said it on Norm's show, Norm and Donnie's show, um, the year that Nash left. Okay. He was he was assured that Nash was going to sign, mm-hmm. and he had he did not have Nash to coach, and he kind of mailed it in, and that's really? when I got to know him, and that's when I got to start playing mm-hmm. poker with him. Right. Poker was poker. And shuffleboard were way more important. Okay, this is the shuffleboard that's that's Ray looks like a little bowling yeah, alley. Yeah, like that's in a bar. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's supposed to be awesome at it. So the first time I played with him again, we played at this guy's house, and and I, I didn't know what to expect. And um, there were other people there, and and um, uh, that people would know. And I was nervous <laughs> as hell. Oh yeah, of course. But the next week. I got more nervous because we were going to Nellie's house. Okay. And Nellie is a, um, let's say he's an opportunist. Okay. He plays, he's going to play to win and he's going to take the advantages when he's going to win. And for example, whenever, they do not play your normal games of poker. Which means what? They're not playing Hold'em. Okay. Nelly's favorite game was something called Spreckelsville. What? Spreckelsville? And the Spreckelsville, the value of Spreckles. Did you ever play, when you were playing poker, did you ever play 727? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so you, you have to get to 7 or 27. And uh-huh. Split the pot, right? right. There was an, ad- when you're playing regular poker, even if you're playing seven card stud, the highest card gets, or the highest hand on, on the table, mm-hmm. that's who leads the betting. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So there's no advantage of where you are at the table. Right. When you're playing Spreckelsville or 727, it's a value to be the dealer. Okay. Because you're the last guy. So yeah, if yeah. you're the only guy with a, a card showing up that's under a 7. Sure. And you're the last guy, you can say, all right, I stay. You could have a 10 underneath of it, but you could bluff your way into having the 7 side. Right. right? So Nelly would always play when it was his time to call a game. It was always a game that was to his advantage Smart. while he was down. So the first time I walked into his, he was in a gated community. And I walk, I drive into his neighborhood, and uh, we go upstairs. He had a one-room loft upstairs, mm-hmm. and uh, the first person I see sitting down was I recognized him, and I bet even you would have recognized him. Was Bob Lanier? Oh no, the ex Detroit Pistons player who. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you remember what he was Size doing? 22 shoes? That was what he was doing for. So I look at him, and he introduces himself to me as Bob. Okay. And I look right at his shoes. What would you have done? <laughs> of course. I look right at his feet, and I say, and I look, and he looks at me and goes, oh, don't do that. Just don't go there. You and Size I, 22. We're going to be here all all night. Don't start. I want to say the ticket at one time had, a, had one of his shoes up at the uh, studio. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. So he... So I've played quite a bit of poker in my life. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a poker player better better than Bob Lanier. Really? What yes. made him good? He was he was 
He was so he won all the time? He was sharp. Yeah. I only played with him once. Okay. He was sharp, and he acted like he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And his favorite game was something called Elbow. The hell? <laughs> Every time it was his deal, we played Elbow. I can't even imagine what that is. It was, I mean, it was funny. So um, there was a guy who there who was a prominent executive in the old regime at mm-hmm. the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. They didn't let him play. They didn't like him, so they didn't let him play. So he just watched? He just watched. Really? This is really disturbing. That is weird. And uh, Antoine Walker watched. Okay. And he just sat and watched. He didn't play. And those games lasted all night. So they didn't last. I I would always leave at one or two. Mm -hmm. But Nelly necessarily wasn't done at that point. Okay. So he, he would play gin afterwards, or he would have... Something else, but the the poker game was over by one or two every time. Mm-hmm. Played once with with Willie Nelson. Okay, uh, plays a lot with Willie now. Uh, but that we, Woody I, Harrelson. I drove an hour to Carl's Corner, which is on the way to Waco. Okay, I I was very fortunate to get into this game. But, um, a uh, couple guys in the restaurant business got me in it initially, mm-hmm. and Nelly liked me okay. enough to keep keep, keep you me in. in the rotation uh-huh. for a while. I got out because I wouldn't play shuffleboard with him. I was uh, I was at some yeah, point you would have got killed. I was at some point not on the list anymore. So we would play, you know, poker where you could win or lose a couple hundred dollars. I watched him play shuffleboard where he beat people out of thousands of dollars. Yeah, he was and he's I, a savant. I knew better. Yeah. I just knew better. It's just like there's no way. Was and there anybody never, that came close to him? Never maybe? never never. Never huh. never. So what if he's ever tried to play like national, like a national shuffleboard? Game. I used to play shuffleboard before my kids were born. I used to play shuffleboard. And there was a kid, there was a guy at, at, that I used to play with. His name was Larry Levan. You, you've met him before, and he was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I've always, I always thought maybe I could bring Larry, but he, he was incredibly, incredibly good. Really? Yes. But you think he would have given him a game? No. Oh, really? No. So I've, Nelly's like the best in the world. I, I. I I'm not sure there is a world rankings of shuffleboard. But I bet I, there is. I'd never seen anybody like it. I'd never seen anybody like it. And he would play. He would look at you and say, come on. But he was very, very matter of fact mm-hmm. whenever he played. He was exactly what you would think of of Nelly. He would call you the carpet when he thought you were bluffing. Right. He would call you carpet when he, when you didn't, he didn't think you were knew what you were doing. Mm-hmm. He would spell it out to you and say, you're an idiot. He would just say... <laughs> You're not very. He he would say, to him, he, "You're not very bright, are you?" He always had a cigar, right? Always had a cigar. Yeah. Wouldn't smoke it in the house at his house, mm-hmm. uh, but he'd go outside. Um, and he, interestingly enough, the fact that he doesn't drink anymore, mm-hmm. I can't even fathom because he drank so much. You don't need to. He's smoking weed. So the best part of the night when I was at his house, you and I are not big memorabilia fans. Mm-mm. But it was right after Christmas that first time. And it was the only time I ever was at his house. And, and again, it was really, really fun. He went to bed. Okay. And so we had catered food in. Mm-hmm. And so we were cleaning up and figuring everything out. We're in his house. It, it's me and my buddy, Joe, Big Joe, was mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Bob Lanier and, um, and two other guys. And we're cleaning up, helping over. I walk over. And he had just taken down all his Christmas cards. Mm-hmm. 
and it was a pile. What's that? Eight inches high. Yeah, back when Christmas cards were yes. around. And I started to open them up, mm-hmm. and it was Bob Cousy, John Havlicek, mm-hmm. Bill Russell, Michael Jordan. Alton Lister. That one made me laugh because I was right. like, oh, that guy, that, that, that guy in there. Right. But it was every Larry Bird. I mean, it was unbelievable. And I was like, man, if I could just take these cards. I wonder today how much that would be worth. So the next game, I saw him and I said, man, I was so envious. I saw your I saw your, your Christmas cards. Man, that was so cool. I wanted them so bad. And as, in the Nelly, well, shoot, you should have taken them. I was just going to throw them away anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, that would have been interesting. I want because I'm not into memorabilia, so I don't have no idea what that's worth. But somebody would find it worthy. Yeah, right. I thought it was cool as hell. Interesting, but um, but you know, some of them had personal notes. Some of them were just you know the regular signature. But it was that was like wow, wow. So half half of it was about poker, half of it was about finding his daughter, uh, his daughter he didn't know he had. Right. So that was really interesting. Uh, kind of gave him a new lease on life because when he was a father for the first time, he was still a player. He wasn't around much. He said he wasn't the greatest father, wasn't the greatest husband, that type of thing. Yeah. So, and she lives right next door to him now in she, Maui. She, she has like a wedding chapel or something. Something like that, yeah. 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 Real, nice lady. And the other thing I, I thought was, was interesting was back in the day when he started playing poker with Willie, well, Willie was getting high all the time. Mm-hmm. And so he would have, I don't know, 10 joints with him, 15, mm-hmm. whatever. And he would always, he would, he and Nelly would always play next to each other. And so he would always pass it over to Nelly first, and Nelly kept on passing it because I can't do this, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm an NBA coach. Well, once he, be, once he stopped doing that, he, <laughs> he definitely found the, uh, found the Holy Grail, at least for him. And uh, he either had a, either had a stogie in his mouth or he was lighting up a, a pipe. So and he looked, he looked fine. He looked like Willie Nelson. He's got gray hair, pulls it back in a ponytail. He's got kind of a scraggly beard, kind of walks with a limp. You know, okay, so doesn't I, have a care in the world. I guess I can say this because um, Willie doesn't care. So the one time I got to play with Willie and I'm there. Um, first off, Willie Nelson will bet on anything mm-hmm. when, it, when it comes to cards. Sure, he's he was he was in every hand. He never got out. Um, and he, when we got there, one of our buddies would say, do you know the rumor that that uh, Willie Nelson smokes a little pot? Mm-hmm. It's not true. He smokes a lot, a lot of pot. Of pot. <laughs> yeah. he, had a, he had a stack of joints that he had ro- somebody had rolled uh-huh. right next to him. Yep. And he, it was, he chain smoked them. Wow. That when it was, never offered one to anybody. Interesting. But arguably... Um, you could have argued that everybody in that room was stoned because, I mean, he was nonstop. Yeah, second hand, the second yes. hand smoke. I mean, it was nonstop. Well, one, um, the, one, one of the funny things was they, Brian Gumble was doing the interview, and he obviously interviewed uh, Nelly and Willie. And so they said, so, okay, so Nelly's got this Nelly Kush. That's that was the name. That's the name of his strain of marijuana. Willie. And then Willie's got something called Willie Power Nelly or Willie Kush or something like that. So they asked, he asked Willie. So you're a, you know, you're you're a savant of this stuff. You're, you know, you have you have enough background. Right. Which one has? Which one of you has the better weed? Ah. And Willie goes, you know what? Weed's just like sex. All of it's so good. It's always good. Some is just a little bit better. 
That's a great line. So anyway, if you get a chance, check it out. But it was uh, it was funny because Craig used to tell me these stories, and uh, so then it finally came to light, and it would it would be great to be a fly on a wall in there. And he's got the greatest man cave in the history of ever. And yes, he's got so much stuff, so much memorabilia, and, and uh, he's winning. He's winning at life. He's got the. He's got a view of the Pacific winning. Ocean that is just off the charts. He was winning then. I was thinking sometimes I mean, we go on vacation and we'll go rent a house. You know, we'll go in some like Caribbean or something. And I think, wow, to live here, to live here, not visit here for a right. week, to live here. Well, he's living there and he is just killing it. Just good for him. Yeah. Good for him. All right, 931 uh, on the ticket. T-Box out at the greatness of Crest Cars. Be Crest Infinity, Crest Cadillac, and don't forget Crest Volvo. Great deals going on right now. It's the last Saturday of the month. It's, uh, well, it's the last quarter of the month, so they're going to wheel and deal like nobody else. So check that out uh, all day today. We'll be here till 10. Up next, always wondered this, when do you replace a golf ball? When does a golf ball lose its usefulness? I think we have an answer. We'll tell you next. All right. 9.39 on the ticket. Tee box out at Crest Infinity today. Just ate an awesome breakfast. Eggs over tortillas and chorizo. Man, that was good. Thanks to lovely Paloma and her staff. Always taking good care of us. Uh, we're on the Infinity side. Don't forget uh, Crest Cadillac and also Crest Volvo for all your needs. And this is the last Saturday of the second quarter, so they'll work any deal you'd like because uh, this is the triple witching hour for uh, making your quota. Hey, uh, can I give a quick shout-out? Mm. So um, my dog of 19 and a half years yes. finally had to go to doggy heaven today. My wife, as I'm on the air, had to take her in. Where's one of your kids? Why can't Uh, Philip take her? He is in New York getting ready for his engagement party. Mm, Okay. And my other one is in school in Rhode Island. So So she go with anybody else? Nope. She went by herself. Good for her. And I'm sure she's crying because, you know, you have a dog for 19 and a half years. It's tough. Yeah. uh, But uh, but shout out to my lovely wife. I know it's probably she, she may or may not be listening, but. Yeah, I, usually, when I a rough morning for her. when I've had to do it, or when our family have had to do it, it's always been on me. Yeah, it's always been on me too. Mm-hmm. That was the Grim Reaper. So uh, yeah, shout out to Amy for doing that. So, but it's time, you know. Now he he or she can go frolic around and do whatever she did when she was a lot younger. Yep. All dogs go to heaven anyway. All right, nine fifty will mix with the uh, country force. And at first, I saw this and I thought it was kind of interesting because. I know Craig is big on this, bragging about how long he'll use a golf ball. I like to go a whole round using the one ball. I think it's it's a feat. It is, but I always I'm a little nervous, not nervous, but I have a little bit of caution. So let's say I'm playing pretty well and I haven't lost a golf ball, but it's been nicked up. It's hit a cart path. It's get whatever. Mm-hmm. I have to figure that out, and I don't have a I don't have a limit, but I can just tell by looking. Right that i got to take this thing out of play at some point, right? But Jonathan Wall, who writes for uh, uh, Golf.com, and he used to uh, write articles for us at Ava Golfer Magazine. Good guy. And so he did a study on how long a golf ball is actually useful Mm -hmm. before you have to give it up. 
Good article, by the way. Mm-hmm. At least I liked it. So for the average golfer, making it through 18 holes unscathed without losing a golf ball is a cause for celebration, like Craig said. Wayward tee shots and occasional bad bounce make it commonplace to lose at least one ball per round, which is why it's always advisable to have a few spares in your bag. Most pro golfers have 7 to 12. And a lot of it has to do with either um, this it's a comfort level, or two, uh, maybe they sign a couple, give them away. Mm-hmm. Or three, there's a superstition that's connected to this, and you need more golf balls. Like, for instance, I thought this was the craziest one I ever heard. Ernie Els says whenever he made a birdie, he replaced it because he said there was only a, one ball. There was only one birdie per ball. And Gary Woodland, whenever he makes a bogey, he replaces it. Exactly, which <laughs> makes more sense. But if you're on a hot streak, you're on a heater, yep. why would you get rid of that golf ball? For some reason, Ernie said that's only there's only one birdie per ball. So if he's having a good day, might yep. get six, seven, eight birdies. Yep. Well, he's better. he better have some extra golf balls. So at the U.S. Open, Gary Woodland only made four bogeys. Yeah, Isn't he, that amazing? And so he only changed balls four times? Four times. Wow, so he used eight golf balls. Ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. Because I only switch balls when I make a bogey, so I only took four balls out of play. So I played with the same ball a lot, which is nice, but the big deal is consistency and no surprises, and I didn't have any of those. Hmm. Now, they've changed a lot over the years. Back in the day when Nicholas was first playing, Nicholas really played with inferior equipment. Mm-hmm. His McGregor clubs weren't very good, but he was the part owner. And, right. And he said the golf balls were not even close to being consistent. So he had this little ball ring. And he put his put his balls through, and if they went through, then they were perfectly round. He says half of them weren't. They were kind of yeah. oblong. They, so obviously that's going to affect your ball flight and everything else. Nowadays they're they're pretty good. Yeah. They're pretty good. So the rule of thumb is this for a – this is uh, asking a Titleist representative. They said the normal rule of thumb for regular golfers is as long as there's no paint loss, a scuff, or defacement of the golf ball – or it's less than the size of a dime, which I thought was big. Yeah. You put the size of a dime next yeah. to a golf ball, that's pretty—that's a lot, right? Um, it should be good to go. Uh, some guys have gone 120 consecutive holes with the same golf ball. They'll send them in like they do with a uh, like a hole-in-one. Huh. But I'm more cosmetic, so if I look at a golf ball and it's got it, because they don't cut like they used to. No. The old baladas were ridiculous. Scuff if you hit a cart path or if you hit a tree. Mm-hmm. Um, or a person. Or if you blade one. Yes. No. But, but it's still not. It, but it's not a smiley like they used oh to be. Oh, gosh. Or they, when you hit it, but they go, <laughs> you know, yep. they go out like that. Yep. So um, in today's day and age, you could probably keep it as long as you feel comfortable with it. Yep. And, and for the average golfer, average talent, Unless it looks ridiculous, um, you could probably keep it as long as you want. There's a time when I know you like a badge of courage. You know, it's almost like it's getting a little dirty. It's getting a little yeah. weather-worn. I need to have a, a, a crisp-looking golf ball when I hit it. Mm-hmm. You know, even when I put like, my markings on them yeah. and those things start wearing off, it looks really used to me. So yeah. to each his own. It's but fine. It's fine. I, I mean, we get golf balls probably at a better rate than others, so mm-hmm. we can we – can, uh, but still, you Make like keeping change. them for as long as possible. I do. I think playing one golf ball for the entire round is a feat, mm-hmm. and I'm, I, it's a proud feat. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, w- I don't doubt that one bit. So there you go. Uh, play accordingly. But you know, some people like 
I don't think there'll be – there's no person I know that replaces a golf ball after a birdie. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. No, it worked for him. I guess so. All right, 945 on the ticket. T-Box, one more segment with Country Force. Craig is going to take off. He's going to go back east for about a week. And so uh, I'm back just in time to mess up next week. Next week's show. Yeah, we'll be at Classic BMW next week. Our other hunt, the first Saturday of every month. Oh, yeah. So that was brought to you by the greatness of Avid Golfer Magazine, the Texas Junior Golf Tour, and PlayWithCBD.com. How about that? It's a good triumph triumvirate. Sure. Threesome. Sure. Threesome. Threesome. Why, why you, do I you, even Yeah, why does your head go there? <laughs> you might have an interesting trip going back east. All right, up next, we'll chat with Country Force. Thanks, to everybody, for listening today to the Little Tea Box as we broadcast from Crest Infinity out here in Frisco. Don't forget uh, Crest Cadillac and Crest Volvo over in Plano, 75 between Park and Parker. Last Saturday of the month, last Saturday of the quarter, so they'll do whatever they can to make the deal of a lifetime for you, and they will treat you with uh, extra, extra kind care. All right, uh, so everybody out here, thanks for their hospitality. Kern out here engineering, back at the station. Just Sam Madison and Samuel Hale. Next week will be a classic BMW, our first Saturday of every month. Don't forget the uh, Ideal Golfer. Trifecta, Cowboys for only $89. There's about 50 of those left. Um, Cowboys at 89 bucks is a steal. Frisco Lakes are mere $32, and Fossil Creek for $39 plus a Crush Burger. So we got all that. Uh, the new issue of Avid Golfer Magazine will be coming out soon, thanks to the great and excellent hard work of one Eli Jordan, who joins us now with, I believe, Ty Walker. They are country yes. force. How is you? Good. How's it going? Peachy, just All right. peachy. Yep, ate my fill, and uh, Craig has already left. He's gone. He's going to be heading back east, and so it's just the three of us. Well, all and right been, then. Just the th- you know, I've been watching a little more Rangers this year. Well, yeah, because enough. it's you know the season as it continues. I know Danny said it yesterday. You know, at first it was just, yeah, you know, just trying to get through another season and mm-hmm. bridge your way to the new new uh, stadium. But man, just trying to get us to training camp is just get yeah, just make it make it have some relevant baseball before training camp. And now they've hauled off and they're ten games over five hundred. So I was looking last night uh, on Twitter and I look at Jamie Newberg's uh, post and he says, name five pitchers who have a more economical uh, contract right now than Lynn and um, uh, crap. Minor. Minor, guy. Minor, yeah. That'd be tough. Because I think they're less, I think they're about a million a year. Is That that can't be right, right? No, it's a little bit more than that, but they got pretty good discounted rates on both those guys. Yeah, that's pretty decent, pretty decent. And you still got Lynn under contract for two more years. Mm-hmm. One more year on Minor. So, and, you know, and we'll talk about a little bit more about this during the show when we talk Rangers, sure. but but the people that want to, that keep coming out in force about wanting to trade minor, it's, I, I don't, I don't buy into that. I think you've, you've, you've hit on something here and will he continue to pitch like he has? Who knows? Maybe he will, but do you really want to go ahead and get rid of him for prospects that you're not really sure about? And then you're left trying to fill a hole in your rotation again. So I have a question. So what's the – if you're going apples to apples, is 
is a frontline pitcher more valuable than a frontline everyday player? I think it depends that's on good, who you ask. That's but. a good question. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you have like Miner, Miner is probably top three right now in the American League. He's Maybe. if if not top three, he's close. He's top yeah. in the American League in WAR so, right now. So yeah. you take a top three pitcher, lefty, and then you take a top five everyday player. You got to go with the everyday player, don't you? Just yeah. because of the of the amount of time he's going to be on the field versus I, once every six days? Probably, yeah, there's arguments to be made for both sides, but, man, there is something to be said for when you know, like last night, Lance Lynn being on the mound, there's that comfort level of just, okay, you, he, you know what he's done and you feel so confident as a player going out there and, and just knowing that you only if we can put up a couple runs, we're probably going to win. Yeah, Lance mm-hmm. Lynn's got a little uh... – John Burkett to him a little bit. He does. It's kind of, it's kind of yeah. smoke and mirrors, but it's effective. It's an effective smoke and mirrors. I wonder if he's a good bowler. Oh, no. He's a red ass, though. Don't <laughs> He doesn't like to talk to the media. Listen to some of his. Really? It's you know I don't know who burned him early in his career, but and it's, it's kind of sorry because I can understand if it's a person that comes into the room in the clubhouse that you don't recognize some reporter right. that's, you know, some spared affair guy, but if it's Emily Jones or Evan Grant or T.R. Sullivan, people that are in yeah, there daily. Yeah, your trust. Yeah, that can you just give them something? And uh, Corby played it about a week ago, one of his post games, and they're, it was after he had another good outing, so he, sh- he should be in a good mood. And and they're just feeding him just these softball questions of, hey, man, another great outing. How did you feel? Good. It was a good outing. Good outing. Yeah. He's 32. Uh, some guys just don't have a lot better. of personality. He's yeah. just Maybe he's one of those guys. Yeah, I guess. He should know better. He's 32. Yeah, you'd think that at this point, just play the game a little bit, you know, uh, help help them out. They're just doing – you did your job. They're just doing their job. They're not trying to irritate you. That's just uh, – that's what they do. So I'm looking at this roster, and this is where pitching has gone to. The shortest guy on the Ranger pitching staff is LeClerc at six feet even. They have a 6'6", six, 6'5". Six, six, Two six fours, a six eight. I mean, these guys are monsters. Yeah, I mean, you, tall wise. When you're on a, when you're on a pitching mound, you look like you're about eight feet tall. Yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't realize that. But yeah, now that you say that, yeah, there's not a lot of not a lot, not a lot of short dudes in the uh, rotation no. or the bullpen, is there? No, it used to be back in the day. You'd see a couple guys over six, almost like golfers, Eli. You'd see a couple guys over six feet, but most of the most of the name talent was was under six feet. Like a Gidry or something like Kofax. I don't know. Kofax might have been over six, but it doesn't happen very often. But now everything is just getting bigger and larger. Golfers are turning into the same thing. You're watching these mooses out there now. Who was the first really big pitcher? Bob Gibson? Was Gibson a pretty big guy? I feel like he was Drys- like six Don Drysdale was Drysdale. Tall. Yeah. Yeah. He was pretty tall. Sam McDowell, I think. Eh. Sudden Sam, the lefty for the Indians. He was over six three, I think. But by and large, they were, you know, baseball players by and large played baseball because they weren't big enough for another sport yeah yeah exactly it's a it's a sport that they could get away with playing and not have to be hockey yeah 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 that you don't you don't have to be gigantic to play well and like you mentioned golf i mean in the 70s 80s most golfers were you know five nine i mean some of them are still tiny guys but now you see some of these bigger dudes now but well, the two bit, uh, tallest guys back in the day, uh, Ernie Els is 6'3", and I think Nick Faldo was 6'3". And other than that, yeah, they, most of them didn't were, happen very often. Yeah, 5'10"-ish. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I anyway, was. I just. I wanted to bring something up with you, Rick. I, yes, I heard sir. on the show earlier, and it and it it's pertaining to baseball and golf also. That mm-hmm. you were talking about the speeding up the pace of play in golf, and the guy that was saying that it's they made you the way he was talking a rules guy that said you just you knew that it's never going to change. Right. And to me, from a penalty stroke standpoint, but, yeah, finding that, yes, but that, not penalty. That, yeah, that the, the that the golfers they they realize that yeah the rules are going to be in place, but for the most part they're not going to really be you know never enforced. They're never going to yeah they're never going to be enforced. And mm-hmm. watching as much baseball as I've had to in the last several years doing diamond talk and stuff, and you see you know and that's the thing too that's you know they want to increase the pace of play in baseball you know to try to speed it up to try to make it more uh, enticing to watch for younger people and and it can be done and i i just i don't accept I, it's hard for me to accept the argument that if we speed up things in baseball and i think in golf too that it's going to lessen the product that much because i've oh, seen wow. it in golf or and seen it in baseball where there's been nights when when Sean and I have been sitting in here and they they know they see the weather forecast they see that there is a big storm coming in that's supposed to hit at like 10 o'clock and mm-hmm. you can tell that they have gone into both clubhouses and they've told the teams hey we've got rain coming yeah, let's is, move with a purpose yeah, here can you can we speed it up and they go out there and they play two and a half hours and it is a fine game it is a crisply played game i see nothing different in fact in some cases it seems like it's a better product oh, when they're moving a little no faster well that game the other night in detroit mike minor that complete game what did it take two hours yeah. and 15 minutes or something and so and that was fantastic boys. i mean it was so great to have the game be over at yeah. you know, nine o'clock, and you're sitting there going, "All right, well now I can watch a little other TV." But I mean, you get some of these West Coast games that uh. start at nine o five, and if you it's, get one of those grinding games where it's eleven to ten, and you've got to go through a bunch of like, bullpen changes and all that stuff, I mean, it's four hours, and you're like, sitting there at one o'clock in the morning, and the game's still on. Yeah, Ty, just imagine if you were doing the post game show for an East Coast team, uh, and you did every post game, and they had a West Coast game. Uh, God, we'd be we'd be leaving here at like. Two thirty no, in the Sean morning. Sean wouldn't be leaving Sean, at all. Sean would be setting up a no, cot. He'd just stay. Yes. Ugh. No, it comes down to in this day and age, everything has to be immediate, and we all have. An, the reason I like hockey, it takes two and a half hours. Yeah, and soccer's uh, the soccer same way. Yeah, I mean, you know exactly what you're in for when it comes yeah. to soccer. It's like it's less than two hours total. And I and as I said before, when these guys are up against it, when there's been a delay, and if they don't want to come back on a Monday to finish the Sunday round. So they can get their plane, you know, plane flights and everything. They'll play in three hours, mm-hmm. and they and they play well. The guys yeah. that the guys that are the rabbits on a Sunday, let's say, they're not they're not paired with anybody uh, because it's an odd number, and they're the first out. They might play in in less than two hours, and they'll shoot in the sixties. Yeah, uh, playing so, fast golf for me makes no difference. If I play fast or slow, I'm going to shoot basically the same thing. In I'm some cases, playing slower many, actually hurts. Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, we played. I played yesterday out at Rockwood over in Fort Worth, which was in awesome shape, by the way. And I think we played in, I don't know, three hours and twenty five minutes or something. And there was a group in front of us, but they weren't playing real slow. But it was as hot as it was. I mean, being out there for four and a half or five hours, mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to die. And I mean, that's partly the reason why I'm my mental outlook is much better for nine holes than eighteen. It has nothing to do with the amount of holes. It has to do with how long I'm out there. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, oh yeah, because you you, so, just, you you see ahead, you're like, okay, this is going to take me x amount of time instead of if you like you say if you play 18 you're just like oh god i'm gonna be out here forever and i'm gonna be sweating my ass off and it's gonna kill me about holes 12 to 13 to 15 16 i'm i'm in never never land 
I I don't know what hole I'm on. Just slap happy just, at that point. Yeah, just to get a little get a little nuts. I might get a little brain dead. Um, and I love golf, but I'll play nine holes all day, all day long, and I'm usually much better too because I'm I'm into it, you know. So anyway, so you heard that uh, one piece there, Eli, about um, how long you should use a golf ball. I did not. How long you, okay, so it's pretty interesting. I, so they say, but you know, back in the day when we used to use balada balls, they would they would fall apart, they'd cut, they uh, they were horrible. Uh, if you just sneezed on them, they would they, you'd have to take them out of play. Nowadays, they're using a very durable cover, and they said. As long as, and I thought this is really weird, as long as the blemish on a golf ball as far as paint being removed or a scuff is no larger than a dime, you can keep that ball in play and you will it will not affect your game. And I thought a dime is really, you put that up next to a golf ball, that's pretty significant. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it's more aesthetic than anything else. When I don't think saying. it's performance-based. Yeah. But, yeah, it would bu- uh, bug me to have a big scuff on the side of the ball, especially one that big. They say you can play for an average golfer. If you haven't lost the golf ball and you haven't, you know, you, it doesn't. It's not affected by the blemishes we were just talking about in the size. You can play up to like 120 holes with one ball, and you won't you won't notice any appreciable uh, uh, reduction in their performance. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, they're, they're more durable than they used to be. Yeah, but I thought that was pretty cool. And yeah. then, then the other part, I thought especially was as much cool. as you're paying for them. Yeah. And then the other part I thought was funny is Ernie L says there's only one birdie in each golf ball, so when he birdies a hole, he throws it away. <laughs> really? Is that crazy? Used to be the other way, you know, you bogey a hole. So Gary Woodland only throws out golf balls when he bogeys or worse. He only bogeyed four holes at the U.S. Open, so he only used eight balls that in that entire tournament. Hmm. Yeah, I'd want to hold on to a ball if I'm hitting a birdie with it. I want to. I, I want to roll with that one for a while. That's what I thought. I thought Ernie was a little little weird that way, but you know, <laughs> but what can I say he's a Hall of Famer? What can I tell you? Anyway, well, it helps when you're getting free games? golf balls too. Yeah, the free golf balls helps. Well, you know, even if you weren't, <laughs> I mean, you're going to take away a golf ball that you're you're on a hot streak on. There's no way. Oh. You're not changing anything. Keep give me the hot ball. Even your shorts. <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we got? Uh, <laughs> We got stuff. Get stuff and FTX things. Energy Mothership at Victory Bye. Plaza, hard by the AAC. This is Sports Radio 1310 and 96.7 FM, The Ticket. KTCK AM, Dallas, Fort Worth. KTCK FM, Flower Mound. A cumulus station.